The NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even strong. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code MONACO. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code MONACO only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restriction terms and responsible gaming resources. All right, welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Alex Monaco joining you. Took a little New York Amtrak train. You see it behind me. I'm ready. A day before the day for what we would call a gross, disgusting, might want to go do anything but watch this game. But no, not in the gambling world. In the betting world we live in, this is just another opportunity to make money as we get ready to set the table for Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears on the road at the Washington Commanders. I mean, where do we begin? Over, under, 44 and a half, six-point line. I've seen it up to high highs of six and a half, even seven before the end of the week of week four. Got down to five and a half. DraftKings, as we speak, has it. Commanders minus six, minus 265 on the money line. Bears, if you like them outright pays a little over two to one at plus 215 we're talking a six point line here and what a fascinating matchup of dysfunctional and potentially slightly more dysfunctional i mean you look at these two teams to start the year bears have not won washington has been all over the place. Washington has two games that ended in time expiring plays. Let's not forget the Broncos. Let's ride Hail Mary that led to a failed two point conversion. And then Sam Howell last week easily covers the spread eight and a half. Gotta love that divisional road game. He throws a time expiring dart. They go to overtime, don't win it. All that to say, we got an 0 3 and 1 Bears against the spread club. Now, Depending where you shopped, you did cover last week, three and a half at home, Bears hosting the Broncos. Right now, I'm reading across the board. They got the Bears still winless against the spread. Washington, two and two, straight up, two and two against the spread. And as we talk out storylines here, I mean, the Bears up three scores last week, three scores. You could have got the Broncos at 12 to one. I talk about live betting a lot on AMP, on other live streams. But looking at this Bears team, who 
is coming off of, I guess you would call it a moral victory. It's been so bad infrastructure wise, coaching wise, Justin Fields getting dragged, pick a station, pick a show for them to go up 28, seven in that small moment was really a win for the bears who are just looking for any conceivable Seinfeld reason for getting up in the morning, but they go against a commander's team. That's almost hard to pinpoint from a betting perspective. When the commanders are getting eight and a half at the Eagles, that's an easier pick than them laying six at home against the bears. I know that sounds ridiculous, but we look at this game and you start to look at statistics between these two teams and there's actually not a big discrepancy. Bears, as bad as they've been, have been still putting up a little bit of yards. You go offense for offense, they're not that different, Washington and, and the Bears. You can make a case this is a little bit of an overinflated line given too much love to a commander's team you can't trust. And this is one of those games I thought about maybe fading the public going under because everyone's going to love the over based off this Bears 27 ranked D. This could be one of those primetime under spots. I kind of thought that out Monday. I got Monday's game completely wrong. Seahawks fans coming for me. But look, this is one of these games. I'm not going to get duped twice. I'll take the, as I often say, when we're doing our weekend picks, who's a better quarterback? Who's a better coach? Who's got the better scheme? And in this game, Washington's got all three. I'll take Sam Howell at this moment with a clean pocket, which he'll have in this game over Justin Fields running for his life and his livelihood all day. I'll take Ronnie Rivera on defense, Eric Bieniemy on offense over Matt, who? All day. And scheme? Come on. Washington can put together a good game plan. And at home, you can make a case here too. Washington off of two L's in a row. I mean, this team started the season 2-0. and You're not buying low because this is an inflated number, but you're buying a commander's team to protect home field and bounce back. And the separation here and the reason why I do lean commanders minus six is the defense. I believe in a home primetime game, Washington's defense is going to come to life. And we remember this was a serviceable front seven last year, dealt with a little bit of injuries, but have some firepower on the front seven. Now they are susceptible in the secondary. This is a game where if Eberflus opens up the play calling and they and they allow Justin Fields to try to stretch the field and make plays, which you know, I remember this was like a month in, month and a half in last year, and the Bears, I believe, started two and three. They just kind of let Justin Fields go do his thing. And that's when you started to watch magic happen. And that's why I thought the Bears coming into the season would have been a little bit better off than they've served. Now, defensively, let's just talk it out. I mean, I'm going Washington because the Bears rank 27th or worse in scoring defense, total defense, yards per play allowed, turnovers created, passing touchdowns allowed, net yards allowed per pass attempt, third down defense, and red zone efficiency. 27th or worst. It sounds like I'm reading off roll call as a substitute teacher. There's nine, 10 categories of this thing. Now, this could be a game where you enter one door and you want to back the commanders and it's like a super bad house party. You go through the Bears door and it's like Project X. I mean, this is going to be a game. You see it sometimes get called. This game's drunk. This game's out of control. That's why I don't want to touch the over-under. But you start to look at where you can find any little bit of value. And the Bears don't 
take care of the football and they don't turn the ball over. They're minus six in turnover differential. And Washington, not saying they protect the football. Sam Howell had a nine-sack, four-interception game against Buffalo. They also have five turnovers in four games. Looking at Justin Fields, maybe he's got the Austin Powers mojo back, but I'm looking at Sam Howell in this game, and I'm saying to myself, this Bears pass rush is non-existent. This pocket is going to be... I mean, you go against Buffalo, then you go against Philly. Now you go against the Bears. It's a little bit of a reprieve here. The Bears' run D is terrible. It's a Washington team that loves to run and insert the run. I mean, you got Brian Robinson, who runs hard, and Antonio Gibson, who also runs hard. I'm looking at it. Bears may have up to three starters on defense injured. Eddie Jackson, apparently trending's missed the last two games towards playing. That's going to be huge. Jalen Johnson also in the secondary banged up. I mean, this is a Bears team that's down two, three stars on the defense. <laughs> Just say it out loud. Say it out loud. Washington at home versus a Bears team that is answering questions just as much off the Chase Claypool field than they are on. So to be up in a Broncos game where you outgain them 471 to 311, where you outrun them, and this is what the Bears did well last year, top three, top five run team, 171 to 97 on the ground and 26 first downs. So I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. Laying six in a game where you're looking at early money coming in and early money came in on the Bears. That's why the number dipped down from six and a half to five and a half for a cup of coffee back to six. But if they can't get to Howell, Howell's got some DOG. Howell's got a little bit of Baker Mayfield playmaking in the moment where he can rely on his sneaky athletic ability. I'm not saying he's Josh Allen athletic, but I'm not saying he's... Phillip Rivers. This guy's got a little bit of an ability to be deceptive in the pocket when he gets out and makes plays on the run. He is not bad. And this is a pretty opportunistic deal. I spoke on that five turnovers and four takeaways. They're also sixth in the NFL, Washington's defense, and allowing a touchdown in less than 42% of red zone trips. That's solid. If you're bending and not breaking on defense in a game like this, you can feel a little bit comfortable you're going to cover the six points. Now, there's a historic thing going on right now with this Bears defense. They have allowed opponents to score 25 points in 14 straight games. It's the longest streak in NFL history. It's so bad news, Bears. Lance Briggs, Brian Erlacher, this team I grew up with, Peanut Tillman. Can, can we get them out of Del Boca Vista retirement and put a jersey on them? Because they might be doing better than what this Bears D is. However, the Bears... If there ever is a get-right spot, this would be it. But it's going to be contingent on Justin Fields' playmaking, stretching the field, and this Bears D straight up, not to give you a dad B-minus pun, coming out of really hibernation. But this is a prop game. And I want to talk out some props because there's a lot of value. Now, this game does go off the rails and does become a scoring fest. I think there is value on a few of these guys. I'm looking at Washington first. Scary Terry, let's not forget. Turf toe is a real thing. Grew up in San Diego. Antonio Gates dealt with it several times. It is a seriously subtle, for, for a route running skill position player, pretty not ideal injury. 
I think we're starting to see a healthier, scary Terry. And McLaurin had a 10-target game, 86 yards. He had 16 targets the first three weeks, but to get double-digit on targets and sit here on DraftKings and look at 59.5 receiving yards, I think we have to take it. Again, this Bears pasty, bottom five. Bears pressure rate to the quarterback, bottom five. So if Howell, again, has a clean pocket and time to make sound decisions, I'm loving M McLaren to get over 59.5 now. Sneakily, not Dotson, but Curtis Samuel's gone over 51 yards in three of his last four games. This is a guy not popping up yet on DraftKings, but he's probably, if I had to educated guess, going to be in that late 30s, early 40s receiving yard angle. I do like the over on him as well. Again, this could be a game where Washington throws for easily 250 and you start to do the math and you're like, all right, a couple of these guys are going to go over. Eileen Terry won. Samuel, if he pops up, could get some value there on a low number. Um, but this is a game where they're going to impose their will with physicality and didn't speak about that enough on the opening. But this is a trenches game that Washington has the ability to dominate. And on that thought, we can capitalize on the prop market with a little Brian Robinson. Now, Brian Robinson, everyone's talking about the other B-Rob, Bijan. Brian Robinson has three touchdowns in four games. Brian Robinson is a hard runner. He runs north to south. And if they give him a little more shine, like 18, 19 carries he had in his first two weeks, I think he can comfortably get over his rushing number right now. But more importantly, I really like him to get in the end zone. But he sits right now at 63 and a half rushing yards. And you just have to take it. Uh, this is going to come down to if he gets double-digit carries, ideally like 15, he's going to hit this number. And on the touchdown side of things, he, he's he's right there. And I, I did do okay on Monday night props. I said we had to take Kenneth Walker at minus 110. Well, B-Rob is at minus 115. I feel just as good about it. Again, they're going to get in the end zone a few times in this game. Process of elimination. I'll take the hard running. And they don't, sometimes they'll go Gibson inside the red zone, but it's not like they have a, a clear difference on first and, and second down inside the red zone with B. Robin and Gibson. Now there's more value on Gibson, but I got to be honest against Buffalo, who stops almost everybody 10 carry, 70 yards, seven yards per. I mean, again, we got to remind ourselves. They went against Buffalo, then they went against Philly. You'd like to think their run-blocking scheme is going to be a little bit better, albeit a short week against the Bears' deep. Now, on the Bears' prop side of things, I want to go Justin Fields rushing. I, I overthought Monday thinking Daniel Jones was going to be a little bit under the gun and have to make quick decisions and not be able to, to run. I was sorely mistaken. He did not hit his over on passing props. He slammed the over on his rushing. I'm looking at Justin Fields off far and away the best game of his of his season. And I want to go rushing, but I really, I'm convincing myself Khalil Herbert is a pretty good plug and play here. And if you're playing DFS, I really want you to hear this. You know, Washington's defense is not run D-wise what they were last year, which was in the top 10 conversation most of the year. They've given up 122 a game. And Herbert's off an 18 for 103, 5.7 per carry evening in which he finally got some volume. Shout out the network run. He didn't get any double-digit carries the first three weeks of the season. That's what's so mind-numbing about this Bears offense. They're not even sticking to what the one thing they did well with last year, which was run the football. So I do want to buy low on a number here. 
Justin Fields is 46 and a half rushing yards on DraftKings, and Khalil Herbert's 44 and a half. I mean, I, I got to take over 44 and a half. I, I have to. I think it's a very low number. And, and again, they're splitting the backfield, but Foreman hasn't exactly gotten what we thought looks wise he was going to get out the gate. I think 44 and a half is a slam dunk. And last prop here, DJ Moore, he's had two 100 yard games. He's sitting at 49 and a half. Again, Washington's secondary is not very good. And this is a eight reception, 131 game in a tutty. He's off of now again. I do have to preface they went against the Broncos, who gave up a 70 piece the week before. But he has had 200 plus yard games. Something to think about here as well. No Chase Claypool. Commit, and you go look it up, Yahoo, ESPN, wherever you play fantasy. Well, 32nd out of 32nd, he is projected to produce because Washington does play the tight end position very well. And they've started off the year, held Goddard and completely checked last week. I don't really want to take Komet off a lightning in a bottle game. So process of elimination, if Washington defends the tight end well, Claypool's out and DJ Moore is, is really the only guy you trust outside of Mooney, you got to take it. 49 and a half. So I'm going to put a same game parlay together and it's going to be a beautiful piece of work and we're going to hit it. And you know, off an L, just like the commanders who are off two L's, you might want to rock with me. I had five primetime games before I lost Monday night. And again, they, they don't hang banners for you in the betting world when you win. They come for your jugular when you lose. Stay tuned for maybe a Jimmy Kimmel mean tweets coming your way. Uh, rendition of people coming at me, Titans, Seahawks galore. But all that to say, this game does come down to a combination of fundamentals, the trenches, and can Washington lean on this very riled up, rejuvenated fan base that's dealt with name changes, that's dealt with Dan Snyder here, there, and everywhere, that's dealt with quarterback turnover, that's dealt with, are they keeping Ronnie Rivera? Are they not? Can they get someone on offense with, with any kind of an IQ and they have it in B enemy. So I love B enemy off a short week against a bottom five defense. I'll take that 10 out of 10 times. Now we are on the majority. This is an easier decision to take the commanders than the bears. If I came on here and spun you the bears, you'd grill me. Let's take the better team. Let's take the home team. Let's hope at minus six, they cover, but stay tuned for my DraftKings same game parlay. We're out of here. Moneyline Monaco. Don't forget to hug your mother. We will see you for the weekend. The Volume.